0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Community Solutions Podcast. I am your host, Kim, the SME, and today we're going to be talking about management. Dear manager, and this is coming from the perspective of your staff. I'm so excited, okay? We've been hearing a lot about toxic workplace environment Toxic relationships. And today I just wanted to get right into it. What makes the environment or the workplace toxic? It seems like whenever that topic comes up, everyone is pointing fingers. Everyone is quick to say that they work in a toxic workplace, but no one says I'm a part of the problem. Or this is how I try to address it. This is how I try to resolve it. So, that's what we're going to talk about as far as management goes. So, here we go. First, it's very important for managers to understand that we are not all the same. You cannot have a one prong approach to your entire team. Yes, you have a team, but that team is made up of multiple individuals and you have to treat them accordingly. The way you treat one employee is not the way. You should be treating all of your employees. It just doesn't work because we all have different personalities. We all think differently. We all process differently. We all hear stuff differently. So it's very important to get to understand your staff. Okay? So that's one aspect of it. Now, when I say get to know your staff, I would also like to add that you can't be pushy about it. You can't be overbearing, you can't be, you can't, you can't get into the nosy stage. You have to have an open door and an open mind. You want the information to come willingly from your employees. For example, I don't like discussing my private life. So whenever Monday came and we had you know, the, the team meetups, and management says, I would like to go around the table and see how everybody's weekend went. Well, of course I'll participate. And I would definitely say, I had a great weekend. I feel rejuvenated. Or it was rough. Or I was so busy. But I don't get into details. Please do not expect people like me to elaborate. Your expectations may be exaggerative. Okay. Because I am not like everyone else. I do not have the same experiences as everyone else where someone else like Lucy may get into all the nit and grit about her children and her parents and how her grandmother and her uncle. And I don't do that. Many of us do not do that. So it's very important to understand your staff individually and collectively. Okay. So please don't take that out on anyone. That's not a a shame for any, anyone that's, that shouldn't be taken as a negative trait. That is just their trait, and we all have different traits. So the next thing is sick time and vacation time. How do you all, how do you as management handle these requests? Because it really shouldn't be that difficult. See, some of these small things is what creates the toxic environment, it's a simple request. Your staff is saying, hey, I'm sick, or I I don't feel good, or I won't be in today because we really don't have to give, give the details. Or our kid is sick. Your responsible staff will say, but I have my work covered. Everything that I needed done is done today, or will be done tomorrow, or I have Susan, Taking care of this responsibility for me, so there are many situations and many staff members that probably knew their child was sick the day before because they had the symptoms and weren't sure, so they took care of a lot of things, or they asked someone ahead of, ahead of time to see if they could take care of it, and so all their bases are covered. So if you are still saying and and having an issue with them taking sick time, then Really, the issue lies with you. That's how I see it. Again, this is from the staff perspective. This is from your team members' perspective. It should not be difficult to approach you about sick time or about vacation time. And sometimes, and 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 if there was no sign of anyone being sick the day before, then the, the responsibilities probably aren't covered. Are you going to allow them to work from home? Or you just want them in the office just to be in the office just to be petty? See, you're stirring the pot. You are stirring the pot. And see, what happens is when you start treating your staff like this, then when you need them in crunch time, they will start treating you like that. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's right. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying that, but that's the way people's mindset is. You get what you put out. So make sure the energy that you are putting out is exactly what you wouldn't mind getting in return. It's kind of like karma, right? If what you put out you get back, let's put out that positive energy. I, I know that when I was in your position as manager and I was over 18 employees. And this older woman, um, she may have been like in her 60s, maybe even in her 70s. And she approached me and, you know, she had this sad face like, I really need to get to the doctor and I won't be in tomorrow. I'm going to see if I can make it after." And I'm like, you know, relax, go handle your business, go take care of your health. But what hit me so strong is why did she even have to approach me like, Why does she even have to express her need and her frustration and her? I don't even know all the words, but she was afraid she was going to lose her job. It shouldn't feel like that. Why? Why wouldn't you want a healthy employee? Why would you want someone that's sick? To come in the office and spread it to you and your family. I mean, let's think about the whole picture here. What are we really doing? So just be mindful of that. But, you know, when she came to me and she and I said, you know, and then she had to go go and have another appointment after that. But if she had like, yes, just let me know. You're a very responsible employee. I know you're going to take care of your, your, your workload. Is there anything that's of importance that we need to know before you leave? Please get with Steve, to make sure that he can address that or he has the contact information. I mean, we can solve these problems. And that's what I want everyone to understand is be the solution. Don't be the problem. Be the solution wherever you are. Be the solution. Okay, so the next thing. Dear manager, listen to your team. Listen to your team. If they are coming to you and expressing something or have an issue or a problem, whether it's systems, whether it's people. Whatever it is, listen. Don't wait until things get escalated. You know, many of you are so quick to say you have open door policy. Open to who? Open for what? Okay, so you have an open door policy and we walk in, what happens when we leave? Are you taking action? Are you taking them serious? Are you giving them feedback? What are you doing when your staff comes and tells you something? Are you truly listening and not listening to respond? I've had a manager, oh my goodness, and before I could even get it out, she's just responding. But she would have the posture, the over exaggerated posture, like she was really listening, sitting forward and shaking her head and addressing her glasses, like she was really listening. When really she wasn't, she really wanted me out of the office. She was really trying to speed it up, trying to figure out, okay, how can I solve this quickly and then move on to whatever she was doing? She didn't care. She didn't care until the entire situation blew up several months after and now we have all of these departments affected it could have been addressed a long time ago listen to your staff they're telling you something and it's also important to especially if one of your employees has an issue with another hear all sides this favoritism stuff isn't going to work you can't listen to one side and not listen to the other, how does that work? How are you going to come to a real solution if you are not listening to all sides of the situation? When I finally escalated something all the way up the ladder, this guy, and I'll never forget him, I don't wanna say his name um, because he's up there, right? He's been in the news and all this stuff, he's up there, but I respect him so much Because by the time he got to him, by the time the situation got to him, he's like, okay. He said, I know that if I ask enough questions, I'm going to get to the truth. And I'm over there like, finally, finally. Why do I have to come all the way up here to the top for somebody to ask the questions? Instead of just taking management side. Because, like I said before, it could have been handled by management a long time ago. And I'm not talking about just skipping the corporate ladder and and the chain of command and all of that. But I'm saying after you have taken all those steps, when you see that and you know that, and and this is not gossip, but we know that you are buddy-buddy with the person above you. Nothing that is brought to you that you take to your friend ever gets addressed. The buck stops there. We know that. Please know that what you say only has limited weight. It's your actions. It will always be your actions. How do we know? Because there is no resolution. Or the, the resolution is skewed. So keep that in mind. Again, we're talking about, dear manager, we have something to say. This is the problem. This, these are some of the circumstances and issues that we have encountered that you all are failing to address or don't know of. So here I am, and I'm going to share this message with you. And I'm not saying... This applies to all managers. I am not saying that this is the stance and the views and the beliefs of all staff members. I'm not saying that, but it is something for you to listen to. You do need to listen to this and see if you have heard any of these issues or if you can check any of these boxes or you've been through any of these situations, you can say, oh, so that's what they were saying. That's the whole point of this. Okay. So ask questions, don't be biased, listen to all sides. And you are not the last buck, you are not the last stop. Dear manager, you are an employee as well. Dear manager, your job title reflects your pay and your job description not your level of respect. Your title only matters to you. Everybody else just wants respect. We we just want respect. Okay. Next, dear manager, how are you handling poor performers? How do you handle poor performers? Everyone is complaining about this one person. What are you doing with these complaints? What are you doing to resolve it? Have you spoken to this poor performer? This is another element of having a toxic workplace. So now the 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 over overachievers and the ones that are coming in and knocking out their jobs and their responsibilities, now they have to take on their work. Are they also the ones that are getting promoted and the bonuses and all the acknowledgement? I mean, how are you handling these poor performers? These are very important questions that you need to be asking yourself. If you were handling your responsibilities like your title suggests, a lot of these issues wouldn't be happening. A lot of your team members would enjoy coming to work. They would feel better about it. We spend over nine hours in the workplace. Nobody wants to deal with that. No one enjoys. A horrible environment. No one wants to be in that. Except for the ones who can get away with anything. And that's exactly what you're allowing when you do not address it. Nip it in the bud. Now, I'm going to have another episode. Speaking to the staff, speaking to the, 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 the lower level, and I don't even like lower level, but that level of employers, employees, because that needs to be addressed too. Because what I can't stand is someone who always complains and never addresses the situation on that level. Don't come to me as your, as your peer, as your coworker, complaining about somebody else when you won't address them or you won't take it to management. I can't stand that, but we're going to stick with your manager right now. Okay. Team building. Should I even go there? Team building. It's okay to build on dirt. Don't build on trash. Okay. If we have unresolved issues in the office, don't expect us to put on our smiley faces at these team building events. Please stop. Because now, now, now you're playing games. Now you're not taking what we said seriously. Now you think you can just cover it up like, a, like dirty sheets and just pull, pull the bedspread up. And just go about your day. You're not even taking all the trash out. It's, it's, it's you wiping down the counters, but there's no Clorox, there's no bleach. It's dirty. Please stop. If you are really trying to build the team, you don't have to go elsewhere to build it. Let's clean up what we have here. That can be part of the celebration. That can be part of the acknowledging that we're making progress. But for you to not address any concerns and And then smile and then want us to be buddy-buddy at a team-building event. It's not good energy. It's not good. It is not good. You're trying to put a band-Aid over something. Let's put a little Neosporin. Let's clean it up. Stop trying to throw a Band-Aid over everything just so you can get your bonus, just so you can good, look good to who you report to. And that's and that's what it comes down to is many managers, many of you all are trying to save face to the people that you report to, whoever is in the C-suite and I can't stand that term, but referring to the chief operating officers, chief, chief executive officers, chief management, all of that good stuff, chief financial officer. A lot of issues do not get addressed because you're afraid of it to go to that level. It's almost like let's talk about let's talk about performance evaluations. Right. You want to keep the issues right here with you. You don't want it to be known elsewhere. You can have your own set of expectations as manager, but the owner or the CEO has and and everyone else abides by these company expectations and the company's mission and the company's uh, vision statement and the company's set of expectations, but you as manager, your expectations don't align. So your staff can be meeting these expectations and not yours, and then you want to penalize them for that. No, you're the one that needs to Make the alignment. Okay, so let's talk about performance evaluations. What are you putting in there, dear manager? What are you putting in these performance evaluations and what are you leaving out? Number one, anything negative that was never discussed throughout the year should not be put in that performance evaluation. I've had a manager who At the end of the year, all of a sudden, when it's time to do the performance evaluations, she has whole paragraphs of all this negative stuff. And here I am, like, where did this even come from? This isn't even accurate, but it also was never discussed. You never brought this to my attention. Why am I just now finding this out? Dear manager, stop. Because someone like me will challenge it all the way to the top. No, totally unacceptable. I need you to to change this. This is incorrect. Had you addressed me, we could have resolved this prior to, but this right here is inaccurate. Dear manager, what are you putting in these performance evaluations? It would be great if throughout the year, Whenever your staff member did something positive or negative, you would make a note of it. Now, the evaluation should not be the first time that your staff hears of an issue or an acknowledgement. These things should be addressed all throughout the year. Otherwise, that makes you a poor manager. That is a reflection of you. You are creating a toxic environment because here I am and now I am hot. I am livid. How dare you? How dare you put this in my performance evaluation as if this is fact, as if this is valid and true. As if you have communicated this to me previously. No, you are just trying to affect bonuses. And that is toxic. That is poor management. And that's why you're considered a manager and not a leader. There's a difference. So, dear manager, what are you putting in these performance evaluations? Again, number two, make sure that your expectations as manager match the expectations of the company. I had an experience where this company had a whole document about three or four pages and it dictates: okay, if you do this, then you meet these expectations. You're a high achiever. You are meeting expectations. You are below expectations. So I knew you already know that when you do these things, you are either meeting expectations or you are exceeding them or you are below, and it tells you, you are acting as a manager level, you are acting as if you are um, a staff level, it, it breaks it all the way down. So here I am, and I'm looking over it, and I see that, okay, what I am doing, this is management material. These are, these, this cl- classifies as management. I am exceeding in these areas, so I don't have anything to worry about on this. And then I get to my review with my manager and she is docking me because I'm exceeding expectations. If it says you are exceeding because you don't always need to go to management to improve processes or some, something to that effect. And I go and we, everybody I knew was the issue, my manager knew it was an issue, then I think of something and I'm like, huh, I wonder if this will work. But when you make a change, you don't want it to just impact your department because information flows. So, you want to make sure whatever change you make here doesn't negatively impact any other department. So, I went to another manager and said, hey, I have a question. I know you're experiencing this issue and I'm experiencing this issue. And I'm wondering if I make this change, how does it flow into your side? Does it positively or negatively impact you? Then I go to someone else and it's like, oh, okay. And then I email my manager. I don't know until the the performance evaluation that she had a problem with it. Because she wanted to know first. But the expectation said the opposite. No, you're not going to dock me because I don't meet your expectations. And you've never mentioned that. I'm going off this document. So make sure you're in alignment with the company. Dear manager, respectfully. Make sure that what you are asking aligns. And let's not let me say it again. You are an employee as well. All of these company policies, they apply to you. Not just your staff, they apply to you as well. You are not exempt. Okay. What I would like and what I have seen at other companies, including my last employer, is 360 reviews. So not only do we go in there and speak to the manager, and the manager tells us how they feel about our performance, but we can also go in there and Address and explain and, and critique our own managers, which I think is great. And I'm and I'm saying all this respectfully. I'm not saying going and be irate or any of these should be a fussing match. That's not how you. That's not how you resolve problems. Again, I'm about solutions. Solutions with souls in mind. Solutions should should not just be a one sided opportunity. It should be mutually beneficial. So just like I said when I tried to improve processes. I didn't just try to improve it for myself and my department. No, I went out and made sure that what I was doing did not have a negative impact on anybody else. That's what a solution is. Okay, I treat people how I want to be treated. If what goes out comes back. Then let's let's display positive energy. Let's put forth positive energy so that comes back. Okay. I've covered a lot so far, but yes, for, as far as a solution for performance evaluations, I would definitely love to see 360 reviews. And also my last position, um, they also had a third party sit in on the conversation, which I thought was brilliant. Brilliant. So it's not just a he say, she say, it's, some, it's a third party and it's not going to be a buddy-buddy. And if one, one party is having a hard time explaining something, the other party can come in and the, the third party can come in and try to provide clarity or their interpretation. And then they can provide their feedback. So I think that is a great idea. A great idea. So again, I say all this to say, not just to address the problem, that's not what I'm here for. I want to create solutions for it. It is so important that whatever responsibility we each have that we all make those necessary changes. It's not just on management and it's not just on um, the 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 next level staff. I'll say next level. I like that better than lower level. But my job, my goal is to inspire everyone to be able to identify a solution, to be the solution wherever you are and to expect nothing less, to accept nothing less. So I hope you all have learned something or able to apply something and to not just take it as I'm nagging or pinpointing issues, but I really want, it, want you to think about it from someone else's shoes. To create progress, to create change. Because we all play a part. We all play a part. And there's so much in the news right now that's talking about workplace violence. You know, employees brawling it out. And every time I hear that in the news circulation, I'm thinking, I wonder if that could have been prevented. I wonder if any of these issues were presented to management. I wonder if any of these, any of these issues went to HR and nothing was done. And so let's be the solution wherever we are to make change, to make improvements. We all deserve it. We all deserve it. We all wanna come home in a better mood, in a brighter mood. No one wants to come in with that heavy burden of energy from the workplace, being, being in that toxic environment for all those hours. Now you've created a smoking habit because you're trying to relieve stress and now you gotta take all these smoke breaks because the job is draining you. It's bad for your health. Ice Cube said that. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. I really and truly hope that everyone that can relate to this can like this episode, can follow this podcast, because I really want to dig into this. And it's, all, it's because of my own experience. I believe that I went through all these experiences for this reason. Let's address it. Let's resolve it. We individually have to be the solution. Everything can't always come from the top. Change can't always come from the top, especially when that's where the issue lies. Let's address it and knock those knees out from the bottom. Thank you for joining today. Thank you for listening. Again, I am Kim, the SME. I appreciate you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.